living on to. Liverpool versus Newcastle. Now, you've got a little story about how your uh, cup opponent fixture went. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I went into Thursday, I think, 42 points behind my cup. He had no Liverpool. He had Rudiger. I had Salah, Captain, Yotta and Trent. I was... Good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to season two of FPL Prentices, episode 23. Chris, we're back again. It's Friday, another game week done. How are you feeling? Well, hello, everyone. Good to be back on for the second time this week. Um, well, yeah, Tom, we're both feeling a little bit frustrated with this COVID business going on. Um, three games postponed. In the previous game week, we got another five postponed for game week 17. It's a difficult time uh, to be a football fan and an FPL fan because all these games getting postponed in what is normally the most exciting time of the year for football. You no, know, it's disappointing, but that's just how it is, and we we got to get on with it. Uh, looks like there's a chance the Prem might get cancelled for a few couple of weeks. Uh, we don't really know right now. There's a lot of COVID cases. There's a lot of transmissions, and it's all a bit frustrating. Um, but this is the situation we're in, and we got to cope with it. And our team coped pretty well in the last game week, 63 points. That was a game week rank of 900k. We moved up again, another green arrow. We're now, again, the highest we've been since game week one. We've gone up another 50k, Tom. We keep pushing up. It's great to see. Um, Also, a cup success yet again. We're through into the third round of the overall cup. Uh, So, yeah, a decent week for our team, Tom. Um, but it's just disappointing that we had the the cancellations and we didn't get to see uh, three big games. Yeah. yeah, it's frustrating, especially when some of them were so late to kick off as well. And obviously, game week 18 is ruined now. With more games, could even be postponed. We could have a game week of three games, which would be uh, interesting. But yeah, no, it, it is frustrating. But like you were saying, not, not much we can do. And if we're still getting green arrows, that's all that matters. Yeah. And it does mean, as long as the Prem gets finished, that we're going to have a lot of double, triple, I don't even know if quadruple gimmicks are a thing, but I think the the international break should be scrapped, to be honest, in, in February or March, whenever it is, so the Prem games can get done, to be honest. Because I think this is the same in other countries, Tom. What do you mean? With all the postponements of fixtures. Yeah, I've seen in Spain, Real Madrid had a, had a COVID outbreak as well. I think, yeah, it's starting to spread across the of Europe and the world. So yeah, I'm sure it will be the same. Yeah, uh, I think we just got to be grateful that football's still on. Uh, I think this this new variant going around Omicron is is supposedly a very mild infection, and so it's unlikely that the players are going to be that uh, deeply affected by it even long term. So, but it's a new variant and it's risky to to not isolate etc. So that's why the rules are in place, and you know that's just that's just how it is. Um, so we just got to be grateful that football's still on. And yeah. we started off this game week, Tom, with uh, two games of football, certainly from an FPL perspective, that were very exciting. Yeah, I mean, Villa, Norwich, we all brought in Watkins, all three of us, um, and he performed. I mean. 
a lucky assist and again a lucky goal but he was in a good position so that started us off, off well and then City went to town on Leeds um, I mean Leeds haven't been great this year did not expect 7-0 but yeah that was a that was a very good game lots of goals lots of some very good goals and some very good play from City to be fair yeah um, from an FPL perspective, Tom, I think if we focus on the Norwich Villa game first, I think there was there was two standout players here, and one of them uh, being Jacob Ramsey. Now he started in five of the last six game weeks, and against Norwich, it was the first time he played the full ninety, and obviously getting a, a superb goal, a really great goal from him, second of the season, second ever in the Prem. It was really impressive, and he looked decent. He's getting in good positions, I think. Um, Gerard set up with with four at the back, and then he had McGinn. I think he had three in midfield, with um or four in midfield with Ramsey pretty much playing very advanced, because uh, Watkins had no other striker until Ings came on, uh, or any winger. So Ramsey was was getting quite advanced, and I mean it was a great goal from him, superb goal. Obviously, you wouldn't expect him to replicate that every week, but it's just very promising signs at four point five mil. It looks like we got a player who is pretty much nailed in a team that's really on the up with some great fixtures. Uh, so I think that was, it was very interesting. I'm very pleased for for the lad to uh, to to be having so much success right now. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, he he's definitely a good option at four point five. I think if I was wild card and he'd be my fifth midfielder. Um, but yeah, no, he did he did look good, and especially under Gerald as well. He'll keep. He'll keep playing him, giving him chances and developing developing him. So he should turn into quite a good footballer. Yeah, 100%. I like what he's doing. I mean, it was a great goal. And uh, Gabby Agbonlahor was commentating on that game. And he's obviously a, an ex-Aston Villa player. And he's in contact with the Aston Villa uh, squad. And he's saying he was he was talking to Jacob Ramsey. And he was talking to him really highly. Saying he's got he's got great potential. He just needs to you know, put himself about a bit more. Uh, take a few more shots, just be confident. Uh, um, I think we saw that in that game against Norwich. It's really promising. From an FPL perspective, I won't want to play him every week, but when he's got a good fixture, uh, his price tag wouldn't put me off playing him. You know, he's genuinely, he seems like a decent player, playing in a decent team in a good position, so I really like the look of him. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And he's a great player to have off the bench as well. So, um, so yeah, no, definitely a great option if you've got him to play. I mean, some guy on Twitter triple captain him. <laughs> it's a fair play. Yeah, cheeky 30 points for him. Um, but another player, Tom, the second player that I want to talk about is is one of those Aston Villa fullbacks, uh, Matty Cash. Now, he certainly looked the more threatening from an attacking perspective of the Aston Villa fullback duo. And I think I have him in my own team. I wildcarded in game at 16. Uh, Cash was one player that I was strongly wanting to have in my team. And I was actually quite disappointed that he didn't pick up any attacking returns. I thought he was getting in some brilliant positions, putting some great crosses. You know, he was just... Ashley Young should have scored from one of his cutbacks, you know. I was really impressed by Matty Cash especially. Tiger looks good, but I think Cash looks a bit better, a bit more direct. And I'm very pleased to join him at 5 mil. He's a bit, he's a bit pricey than Target, but... I really think he's going to be good. I mean, Villa's fixtures, uh, they're really good, Tom. They're really good until about uh, 28. 
And in game week 28, it's a time I reckon I'll probably want to be wildcarding. So, you know, he's the perfect player for me on wildcard. Great fixtures, great home fixtures, especially coming up. So, um, I think Aston Villa is a team defensively. And with Watkins, certainly investable. Matty Cash, uh, Watkins and Ramsey, I'd say are my three. Uh, the three players I like most in that Villa team right now from an FPL point of view. Yeah, I think Cash definitely looked better. However, I do think targets are more likely to score. He he took he probably had about three or four shots. They weren't the best, but I think he might be the more likely to score. But I think if I was getting a Villa defender, I would get Cash. He looked very good going forward. Um, looked got very high assist potential, and he and he looks like he's going to be quite consistent as well. Yeah, and the good thing with Gerard is he generally uh, doesn't rotate too much and. Um, we saw at Rangers, I think I mentioned this when we were talking, I think with Alfie, his fullbacks really get forward. Uh, and Tavernier for Rangers at right back scored quite a lot of goals. And I think Gerard's certainly bringing the same style of play to Villa, which is great for those two fullbacks. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. All right. And from a Norwich point of view, I'd say absolutely nothing you want to look at there. Very backwards and sideways, uh, weren't very impressive in my opinion. No, I think I think Pukki's still a decent option, but apart from him, yeah, I wouldn't go near Norwich unless you had Williams as a four 0 because Williams looks good. Like he's, he's gonna, it looks like he's gonna attack a lot, but defensively he wasn't great. Yeah, uh, I just I don't think Norwich, unless you're getting someone like Williams for that really cheap fifth defender spot. I don't think you ever need to invest in them in a season unless they go on a really good run, which is highly unlikely. So I'm I'm more than happy to stay firmly away from them. Yeah. That's All fair right. enough. C versus Lee's. KDB returns some. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I was watching the Villa game, so I only saw a bit of this game. I saw goals. Um, KDB scored some couple of goals. Oh, sorry, scored two great goals. Not some, just some couple of goals. Um, and apparently he played really well as well. I and mean, it was good to see him back. He said, he spoke as on his interview saying he's been struggling with the effects of COVID. He's still not fully better either. And that's been affecting him. So if that's him on his way back, it's really good to see. Um, I hope he keeps it up. And I hope it becomes an option as well. That'd be great. And it'd be great for the FPL template as well. Is he not an option already? Oh, I, well, I, I don't know if I'd say he's an option at the moment because, well, it's hard to, if the game, if it was without COVID, um, and I don't know if, he'd, if I'd say he's an option for two reasons. Firstly, you got, you'd want to have Ronaldo and Salah, um, so it'd be hard to get De Bruyne up. I'd need to see consistent starts from De Bruyne first, and I'd need to see him, um, I'd need to see him keep playing 90, and I'd need to see him in play again a full 90 minutes I want to watch him play before getting him in because he's only this is his first game he's played 90 so obviously he's been brought back in slowly and it was against Leeds he were crap um, so I'd need to see him play in a harder game I think. yeah I agree with what you say about we need to see KDB starting more often uh, because pretty much the whole City midfield and attack is back now apart from Torres um, everyone is pretty much fit and Everyone seems relatively in favour now. I mean, Sterling's been on a run of games where he's been playing. Jesus is in and out. Mares is playing a bit more now than he was at the start of the season. 
you obviously got Thone and Grealish who've been worked back into the team since their injuries. Gundogan's still playing. There's just so many options. So I can I can certainly see a lot of rotation more than there has been. Because there hasn't been as much rotation as we previously um, affiliated with Pep. Because we normally say, oh, yeah, you get a City mid, but you've got to deal with Pep Roulette. But really, you look at someone like Bernardo Silva, he's played pretty much 90 in, in a lot of games apart from this one uh, this season. So there has been less Pep Roulette. Um, but I think now that everyone's fit again, there's going to be quite a lot more rotation. And it makes it more difficult to, to pick one of those players. Um, so who do you think at the moment, Tom, is the best Man City midfielder slash forward? Probably Phil Foden, I think. I think he's the best. He looks the best. I think he'll play a lot of minutes as well. And his price is good. Fair enough. I mean, I, I I got Bernardo Silva on the wild card, and he got a little injury. Came off at forty-five in this game, which was obviously disappointing. Missed a great chance at, in the first five minutes, but he's playing in. So he play with three midfielders with Rodri in that CDM spot, and then they've got two eights, I guess you could call them, and those three spots are pretty much only reserved for De Bruyne, Gundogan, and Bernardo Silva. Now with De Bruyne coming back. And Gundogan got two assists in this game against Leeds. Uh, all three of them are on decent form. I, I think it's they've got to rotate those three. They have to rotate those three, and I don't know how how nailed any one of those three is going to be. Uh, and then if you look at the attack, there's just certain you've got Maris, Sterling, Jesus, Foden, Grealish, five players, and they're all on half decent form right now as well. And so it's difficult, but I think Foden is probably preferred out of those five forwards. Uh, and so it does make him, I would certainly argue, um, the best City attacker to get in because I do think he is quite nailed and that's really important. And he also is, he should have had two goals and assists. I mean, his foot, I mean, his toenail was offside for for one of the goals he scored, which, you know, if you're Foden only, you're disappointed with. But the, the potential is so there with Foden. He always looks threatening against Watford. He could have had a massive hole. I think he he's the most explosive, and he seems relative relatively nailed. Um, so I'd say Foden is is definitely a, a a great great pick right now. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, and yeah, like you said, probably he's the most nailed, and he, he does look very very good. So yeah, he's definitely the one to invest. In. Is there any attraction to Grealish? He's been coming back, and he's been playing more and more minutes, and. It's a goal in this one. Could have had more. Your thoughts? I don't think so. Um, again, his minutes worry me a bit. Um, I don't think he's as explosive as Foden, or he won't be as consistent either. I think he's good, but not for FPL returns. It was the same at Villa. He got the other. He got. He got the. He got a few good big FPL returns, but he used to get the assist for the assist. I don't think he'll score as many as the likes of Foden, or even Mares when Mares plays. So no, not for me. Yeah, no, I agree with you that throughout this whole season he hasn't been that explosive, and Foden certainly has been. I say Foden should go to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, Brighton versus Wolves was the first game on Wednesday night, and there was a tight one. I was surprised to see so many Brighton players, Brighton's defenders especially, out, um, because or attackers as well even because. 
they seem to just I don't know if it was COVID, but their their squad seems so so weak to me. Um, I don't know. I I think they have been hit by COVID slightly, but I don't think it was. I didn't realize it was that big. Yeah, I mean, they got hit by COVID, but they also had a lot of injuries as well. Obviously, we knew Dunk Duffy and um, I can't remember the third one were injured, but yeah, no, they their their squad was uh, not looking good at all. Um, and I mean, I think there's one name from that game that really stood out for us, and that's Saar, and he has been a hero for us. He has been class. Honestly, like we kept him through the tough fixtures, and he's kept on returning for us and now his fixtures are decent um, so yeah I'm very happy with that very happy with so he's actually the top scoring goalkeeper in the game surprisingly huh. enough or not he's, he's outscored Ramsdale this season uh, obviously got that assist which helped out against the Saints early in the season but yeah his fixtures still I mean Chelsea, Arsenal, United in the next four it's not great but the way Wolves are playing only conceded two in a game in the games against Liverpool and City. And I would honestly back him for the clean sheet against Chelsea on this weekend. I think Wolves have been playing really well defensively, which is great to see. Um, so definitely a keep. And from an attacking point of view, Jimenez obviously didn't play in this one because he got his silly red card last week against City. Um, I don't think there was anything to note of the, the Wolves attack. I don't think they're, they're really options. The defence... Is the only option. I wouldn't invest in them now because the fixtures are hard. Um, and I think even though Wolves are playing so well defensively, they're going to struggle to keep that many clean sheets against Man United, Arsenal away, uh, Chelsea at home. Watford at home is a great chance of a clean sheet, but I think you, whatever keep you've got, you stick with it. And then maybe afterwards there is a, there is a chance you, you make the switch and get signed. But to be honest, that... I'd say just keep your defence the same at the moment, the way the way COVID's going. Um, just don't make any unnecessary transfers unless you need someone that's going to play. And it looks like Wolves don't have a COVID outbreak. So it could be a promising sign. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, like, like you said, I wouldn't be investing in them, but I'm very thankful for Saar and how he's got us through with this. And with a lot of people having goalkeeper problems because of COVID or injuries and stuff, he's been consistent and yeah great and very very impressive yeah I wouldn't be investing in Wolves or Brighton to be honest at all no, I agree with you there I definitely agree with you there Brighton have really fallen off since the start of the season they were flying out the first five or six game weeks and now they've they've fallen back into their habits from last season draw loss draw loss it hasn't been overly impressive at all they haven't won a game uh, since guess when Tom Brighton isn't like um, game week nine. Game week five, they haven't won again. Oh, wow. oh right. Wow. Yeah, they're not on a great run, that's for sure. Yeah. A lot of draws, not many wins, though, and not many goals being scored either. I'd stay away from that Brighton team. Yeah, definitely. All right. Next game on that Wednesday night was Palace versus Southampton. Now, I certainly wasn't expecting uh, so many goals in this one, 2-2. Two, two. Uh, but I was very thankful, Tom, because I had a certain Armando Broger off the bench in my team. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't think Palace, it was Palace's best game. Um, yeah, Broger scored a nice goal and won a free kick that was a screamer from Ward-Prowse. Um, I watched the full game. 
it was a, it was a, it was an interesting one to watch. Um, it was a good game, very good game. I think I think the likes of Gallagher didn't have his didn't have his best game at all. Um, and Liv Morenta wasn't great either. It's interesting before the game. I was talking to a friend and he was saying that if Liver, Liver keeps playing, like he's too tired, he needs a he needs a break. He wasn't great. Um, I don't think Southampton were great defensively at all. But nor were Palace really. Your man Guaita got dropped though. Yeah, that's something I want to ask you. Was it a one week rest or I know he had a bit of a hand injury, but he made the bench, so it clearly couldn't have been that bad. Yeah, I don't really know what the situation is there. To be honest, it is slightly concerning. I've thought about transferring him out. Uh, yeah, I have about a chance for him out. Um, Palace's defence, as seen by this game, still isn't isn't amazing. There, I think Anderson actually came off the bench though to play the last twenty or so in this game, which is important for me because I think him and Ger he had a good relationship earlier in the season before Anderson got a medium term uh, injury. So the fact that he he looks like he's back could be big for that Palace defence. But then again, I. Still, I'm not fully convinced. It's just whether I change the keeper, you know. I've got Backland, who's not going to play this week because of the, the postponement. And I've got Waita, who probably isn't going to get that many points. Waita's not playing. He's not going to get that many clean sheets. Especially if he's not playing yet. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. It's just changing him to someone like Sanchez is definitely a no-go. So I'd have to go up to a Ramsdale which then puts me out of getting Ronaldo back. So I'm in a difficult situation. Might just have to play background for a couple of weeks. When Backman plays, yeah. No, um, yeah, it is an interesting one. But, yeah, no, 2-2, that's a that's a good result for Southampton. A good, very, very good result for them. And I don't think it's the best result for Palace, but it's not the worst result. I think it'd be a one that, they, that they'd take, but they wouldn't be too pleased about. Yeah, and when the games come so thick and fast, they just beat Everton three-one. You know, four points from two home games against teams in a similar kind of area to you, not terrible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, and are you concerned about Gallagher? I know he's just got a brace against Everton, uh, but he seems to be very inconsistent with his positioning and things like that at the moment. Yeah, no, I'm not too concerned to be honest. I always know. I always knew that holding him there begins where he plays deeper or he's not as attacking. But no, I'm not fast. He'll come up with a double-digit haul in one or two game weeks probably. So I'm happy to hold him. Yeah. All right. Okay. So moving on to the next game, Arsenal versus West Ham. Underwhelming performance from the Hammers has to be said. Red card for Kufal in the end. Uh, Antonio being pushed to right back, which was quite funny for all of us non-Antonio owners. Yeah. But I think Arsenal look decent yet again. Um, at home, they've they've been very consistent, actually. In the games where you expect them to do better at home, they have done well. I mean, you look, even if we go back to the game week four, right? Win 1-0 against Norwich. Win 3-1 against Tottenham. Win 3-1 against Villa. 1-0 against Watford. 2-0 Newcastle. 3-0 Saints. 2-0 West Ham. Their home form has been incredibly good. It has to be said. Um a lot of clean sheets at home and a lot of wins. They're, they're performing in the games you want them to perform in, which is exactly what you want as an FDR owner. 
And they've got a lot of these games where you'd expect them to do well in coming up, you know. Leeds, Norwich, Wolves at home, Burnley at home, Brentford at home in the next eight or so. So there's a lot of good fixtures there. I think Tierney's been emerging as a good option mm-hmm. recently. 4.7 mil. I really like the look of him, Tom. Kieran Tierney. Yeah, we brought him up on the pod on Monday, didn't we? About how he had two 12-point hauls. Got another... Um sheet and hit the crossbar as well and he, he looks pretty nailed I've heard talks and possibly getting the armband as well um, yeah he does look decent Arsenal's fixtures are they've got two nice fixtures now Leeds and Norwich um, and then Wolves so they're three good defensive fixtures really so he's definitely someone to, to look at for sure yeah and I think if you've got someone like Diaz like in my case I think Tierney is just as good an option, to be honest, uh, with the fixtures coming up. But he's certainly got more attacking threat. I really like the look of it. Tommy Yasu, uh, again, gets bonus points. He does like a good bit of bonus points. Uh, he's very consistent, playing week in, week out. He's just one of those players that you know is going to play. He's going to put in a good performance. He's a very consistent player. I'm impressed. Um, I think him and Tierney, if Tierney's now gone up to 4.8, unsurprisingly. I think they're good investable options for sure. Uh, ben White is a bit more of a boring option because he, he, I just can't see him ever scoring, to be honest with you. Uh, but he's 4.4 mil. I think he's a good option. Ramsdale is such a shame. He's gone up to 5.1, but he's a great option. I think he'll be the highest scoring keeper come the end of the season, uh, the way Arsenal uh, are moving. Um, from an attacking point of view, Tom, again, Arsenal aren't scoring a load of goals. Lacazette could possibly be emerging as an option, though. He's on penalties. And I don't know what's happening with the band then, but he might not be playing very much moving forward. Well, he was on penalties. Might not be after the last game. Um, yeah, I don't mind Lacazette. There was that one season where he was a decent option. Well, I think the mid there's better options in the Arsenal midfield, to be honest, to invest in. I'm not sure on him. He, he will never play 90, I don't think, either. So, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not convinced. And Smith-Rowe had a injury for the last two game weeks. And he's come back against West Ham. He's only played 20 minutes. He's scored, which is promising. Would you be concerned about his minutes? Because Martinelli is certainly also emerging as an option. He scored yet again in this pitch. I think that's two or three for the season. Two goals. Um, So, he's got two goals and two assists in his last five fixtures. Uh, one bench appearance as well. He's he started in the last four games. He's certainly emerging as a half decent option, sitting at five point two mil. I think if one of Smith Rowe Saka gets injured medium term, he's one to hop on. Yeah, well, I, I don't see why he wouldn't keep his place, to be honest. Um, so, so yeah, no, he's definitely one. I know someone that brought him in this week as well. So fair play, fair play for that. Um, but yeah, no, he's definitely someone to keep an eye on. Smith Rowe scored again. Um, and you think he'd come straight back in this weekend as well? But yeah, no, they're, they're definitely investable. The Arsenal midfield. It's just which one do you go for? Is Saka getting benched then, Tom? Mm, possibly, yeah, or, or Odegaard getting benched. Smith Rowe, Saka, and Martinelli playing, or Martinelli up front with Odegaard's Smith Rowe and Saka. I think if Martinelli gets a plays in centre forward or striker. And he's certainly one to consider. We've seen him play at striker for Arsenal before. 
yeah. he could certainly emerge as a very good option. As I said, he started in each of the last three games for Arsenal. And that's a very good sign. In fact, he's in the last four games, sorry. If he goes to striker at 5.2 mil for a Arsenal midfielder, that is incredible value. And mm. I would certainly be looking to hop on now. I cannot lie with you, Tom. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk about him later when we get to the teams. So yeah, Very interesting option. And he's been quite clinical as well mm-hmm. in the last few games. Yeah, definitely. All right. From a West Ham point of view, Tom, what were your thoughts? Their fixture's been postponed this weekend, but uh, good signs or bad signs, would you say? Well, if you sell, if you hold Antonio, it's quite funny. Um, unlucky. Probably sell him. Um, I didn't watch the game. I was watching Southampton Palace, but I think they got unlucky with the red card. Um, I'd hold Bowen, but yeah, I'd probably be selling Antonio. However, there isn't loads of great striking options at the moment, so um, it'd be hard to know who to move to. But yeah, no, I think I think they'll be fine. It's just a one-off game. But yeah, yeah Antonio hasn't been great lately, like we said, every week. Their form has certainly dipped since the last, since they came back from the last international break, game at 13. And they lost, they drew, they won, they drew, they lost, you know. Uh, it's not amazing. Uh, it's certainly not as good as how they started the season. I think they've certainly been slacking off. Their performances haven't been as good since they came back game at 13. Uh, I wouldn't sell any West Ham assets because you probably kept them for their good fixture run. Obviously, they're missing the Norwich game now, but Saints, Watford, Palace, Leeds... Um, Man United and Watford in the next six that's a very good fixture run and if you've got any player with that kind of fixture run unless you're Norwich you probably want to keep so I would, I certainly wouldn't get rid um, with those fixtures and with, with the unpredictability of Covid obviously one of those fixtures might be postponed two of them might be postponed you never know but I think with, the, with those fixtures you definitely keep you do not get rid of the West Ham players yeah no I, I, yeah, there's an argument to keep them, for sure. I would also consider hopping on. I mean, Bowen had a good chance in that Arsenal game. And I think his shot got a little deflection. Otherwise, it might have been finding its way in uh, past Ramsdale. He, he's always one to play 90 minutes. Uh, last Christmas, I remember he played a lot of a lot of minutes. He's played 90 in each of the last four game weeks for West Ham. I think he's a great option moving forward. Uh, I think if you look at Diop, if if we get more info on that Zuma news, I think Diop's a good shout because when you're playing, they've got superb home fixtures, West Ham. And that, they're the games where you'd expect the clean sheets to hopefully come. And Southampton leads Watford, Newcastle at home. Uh, that's a great run of home fixtures. So I, I would certainly be looking to invest in a Diop and I might be doing it in my own team uh, in the coming weeks. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yep, definitely a good option. We spoke about him before. Um, I wouldn't invest in him this week, though, Chris, because there's no game. Yep. In the coming weeks, has to be done, though. Well, it might have to be done. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the Thursday games. Only two of them, unfortunately, after the Spurs-Everton. Uh, Spurs-Leicester game was called off, sorry. And we started off with Chelsea-Everton, Tom, and... Chelsea weren't great and I haven't been overly impressed with them since they've come back. They haven't been as convincing as they were before the international break. 
since Chua got injured, they haven't looked great. Yeah. It's interesting with them. Um, they're just... I, I haven't watched them since Chua's got injured, but they're just not keeping clean sheets. And I mean, they did have a few players out with COVID as well, which obviously didn't help. But drawing one all to Everton, there's no excuses. And Everton had a lot of kids out as well. So that's poor from, from Chelsea. Yeah, Everton's squad was bare thin, wasn't it? Completely hit to the ground. But I was really impressed by Dobbin, actually. Uh, the youngster, 4.5 million FPL. He won't be an option, but he comes on. He really puts himself about. I like what I saw from him. And from an Everton perspective, Tom, their fixture has been postponed this weekend. But after that, they got a really nice fixture run. Really, really nice. Have you got? Are you interested at all there? Mm. I'm looking at DCL when he returns. He's definitely one I want to invest in, I think. Um, but, again, it depends how he, how much he plays when he gets back and how Everton are playing. But, yeah, DCL is definitely on my radar, for sure. I think he has to be. Mm. Uh, because we've seen how good he can be at the start of this season, last season. And Everton, defensively, they've been putting up more, more battles. I mean, they beat Arsenal. OK, Palace, they got hammered. Um, Chelsea away though to get a point there when your team's bare thin I feel like the spirit's coming back in the Everton team we're going to see a turn in, a turn in form and Ralph Waite scoring Tom <laughs> any interest at 4 mil? no 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 <laughs> no I think it's very hard to say when you've got um, so I think there was 12 COVID cases in the Everton squad yeah I think so something like that yeah, I know. I don't know how the game was on, but fair play to Everton coming out and getting a getting a point. That's that's huge for them. Yeah. Yeah, it may not have been COVID case. It may have been injuries and COVID mix. Um, but their squad looked bare thin. Uh, Keane looked good in that game, but from an FPL perspective, I think we got to wait and see with Everton. They have been notice, notably unpredictable and unreliable in home fixtures. In great home fixtures in past seasons, so I'm not going there uh, until I see some more consistency. But certainly, there could be very good shouts in, in the Everton team in the next few games. Yeah, no, definitely. But like you said, we need consistency. We need DCL back. Once he's back, we can definitely look at investing in him. Yeah, and he should hopefully be back next game week, game week 20. Yeah, that is good to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, not next game week. Game week um, from a Chelsea point of view, Tom, Mount gets his fourth goal in four games. That's four <laughs> consecutive goals he's scored. Very impressive. And with some notable COVID cases in that Chelsea squad, uh, namely Lukaku, Werner, Hudson, Adoy, there's, you know, Mount looks like he's going to be playing quite a lot uh, because you know, you'd imagine Werner and Lukaku miss the next two games uh, and then maybe even the, the, the game after that because of uh, they've got to get back to fitness uh, so Mount certainly looks like he's going to be playing every game I would imagine in the next three but again I mentioned this to you pre-pod the fixtures aren't amazing for Chelsea we've mentioned how good Wolves have been defensively they've got Wolves away Villa away another tough game Bryant at home looks like a good game Liverpool City Tottenham and then two blanks for the Club World Cup so I don't think you invest in Chelsea, to be honest now. If you've got the defence, you hold them for now. 
haven't been convincing. I'd certainly prefer the City defence over Chelsea defence. And, and to be honest, I'd even look at downgrading to an Arsenal defender with their fixtures. Uh, I think Chelsea are going to struggle over this the next few game weeks. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And it's hard, yeah, it's hard to invest in them because of the fixtures and, and the blanks in the Club World Cup. And I'd, I'd be waiting uh, till late in the deadline if you are going to invest them as well because there's either Piven, they, they might get a postponed game this weekend as well. So just be careful with Chelsea. Yeah, definitely be careful. Um, James, Tom, James getting the assist. It's not really very surprising, but a nice eight points. He's always good for bonus. Yeah, no, I'm glad that was that was key. Um, we needed a return from him. He he'd got like one point from his last three. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm happy about that. I will take the assist and, and the free bonus as well. Good job, Bruce Jones. Yeah, thank you, Reese, for the eight points. Uh, moving on, Tom. Liverpool versus Newcastle. Now you've got a little story about how your uh, cup opponent fixture went. Yeah, I was, I was. I went into Thursday. I think forty-two points behind my cup. He had no Liverpool. He had Rudiger. I had Salah, captain Yotta, and Trent. And obviously, Salah scored. Your Yotta scored. Sorry, I was. I was quite happy. Celebrated that. Um, and obviously, Liverpool had conceded really early on as well. Um, so Yotta scored. And I was like, all right, I need a Salah. Or Salah scores. And then I was like, I need Salah had to score again. Chelsea conceded. James got the assist, and he was on for free bonus, I think. And I um, and then Salah, Salah got subbed, and I was so angry. I think I lobbed my phone across the room. Um, and then fucking eight eighty fifth minute, Trent steps up and whacks into the top corner, and I went mental. And I qualified through the cup by two points, and I the bonus um, it all shifted after. So I thought I'd qualified. The bonus shifted. Trent lost like two things, but he still got the three just about, and Salah dropped as well. So I scraped through on bonus points. But yeah, I was I was very happy. I thought I was up the cup because of COVID again. But yeah, Liverpool defeated COVID for me. Um, so yeah, I was very happy, very happy man on in that game. Yeah, the ever reliable Liverpool performing. Mm. Yes, um, yeah. I was impressed. The the template three picks: Trent, Jota, Salah, all returning in this one, and. Promising signs, really. I mean, Firmino came off the bench. Uh, so there's there's a chance for rotation, obviously, in that front four. Front three, sorry. Oxley chamberlain has occasionally played in that front three as well. So I think those five will rotate. Oxley chamberlain won't get too many minutes. But we saw Sal again taken off about 70 minutes in this one. And no, he certainly wasn't happy about it. But it's it's almost promising signs for Jota, for Jota owners because... Uh, Salah hardly ever gets taken off. You know, he's played nine in every single game up to this one. And the fact that he gets taken off makes me think Jota's going to um, be more likely to play uh, more minutes over over Christmas and moving forward even with Firmino coming back. Because um, I think we've seen Mane get rotated in the past, but the fact that Salah's getting rotated, if Salah comes off, probably Firmino coming on, so Jota's got to stay on the pitch, you know. So... I think that's actually good news being a Jota owner, and it certainly makes me want to keep. I was considering going Jota to Foden, but well, that's that's not going to be worth it for my own team because Jota is he's he's probably going to still get a decent amount of minutes, and he's so threatening whenever he plays. So I think if you've got Jota, he's he's become slightly better of an option with Salah getting substituted. Tom. 
I disagree. I think he's become worse for an option now. Salah's had his one sub off. He can play all the rest of the games now. And I think Yota gets benched this weekend, to be honest. I think it's more likely Yota gets benched now he played 90. I think it'll be Mane, Firmino and Salah. I don't know. Contradicting views there. But yeah, I think that Salah's one rest for the season. I'll be fine for the next 20 odd games. Maybe, maybe. Um, I'm not fully convinced. I don't think there was a need to bring Salah off when he's got a week off before the next fixture. You don't need to play him in this League Cup fixture we got in the next midweek. He plays um, at the weekend, doesn't he? No, he plays at the weekend, then he's got a week off. Sorry, yeah. Um, seems like enough time to me. I don't know. Wasn't I just think well, generally over the course of the season, there's more chance now that Salah gets subbed off because we've seen him get subbed off. And I certainly wasn't expecting him to get subbed off, so... Yeah, I, I think know. I think that should be good news for Jota over a longer period of time. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. And Newcastle, Tom, anything much to say? Mm, not really, no. I mean, Wilson got benched. Sir Maxson got injured. <laughs> Newcastle in big trouble. Mm. I think they're going down, to be honest. So, yeah, yeah. that's quite funny. City and United coming up. Two tough fixtures. Uh, defensively, they don't look amazing, to be honest. Uh, they're going to show. They're certainly going to show. Uh, but they will just pick up occasional points with, with Callum Wilson playing. As long as he stays fit, they've got a chance. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And that rounds us off for game week um, 17, Tom. 17, yeah. Uh, quite a fair <laughs> bit to talk about there. A few emerging um, options. I'll just go over the the main picks we've talked about in that one. So, Cash and Ramsey certainly looking and target as well. Looking like great options moving forward. Keep a close eye on KDB after his return. Foden, we've come to a general consensus that he's the best City attacker moving forward. Uh, stay away from Brighton. Don't invest in Wolves. Uh, Broger is a decent, um, cheap option up front. Uh, Arsenal, Martinelli, keep a close eye on Martinelli because he could certainly be a great option moving forward with the Bamming situation. And Liverpool being Liverpool. Uh, so yeah, there it is. There's the, the round-up for game week 17. Um, interesting game week with the COVID situation. Uh, but it's going to be even even more interesting with only five games this week, Tom. Yep. Um, yeah, which isn't great. It's going to be a, a crap week, I can tell you that. Um, can we do our differentials? Yes. So, right. Tom, it's your turn to start this week for the differentials. Right, I'll give a quick update of the score. I'm on 86, you're on 51, so you're falling behind a bit. Um, Watkins doubled Cash's point. Um, so, my differential was Martinelli. Now, Arteta's in his press conference now, so I was glad we went on a bit because I wanted to wait for this. So, I'm not going to go Martinelli. I'll tell you why. Firstly, Aubameyang remains out the squad, Chris, for this weekend, in case you're, in case you're wondering. And Martinelli, because obviously he got subbed, and uh, Arteta said he looked in a little bit of discomfort, and that's all he's really said. Now, my worry is that there'd be no point risking him when they've got the likes of Smith-Rowe, um, Odegaard, and Saka. So I'm going to put my differential as... Let me just check if we haven't used them before. Um, oh, sorry. Oh... Okay, my differential is ML Smith-Rowe. I'm guessing he's under 10%. Okay. 
finished double check. Are you checking that or do you want me to check it? Twenty five percent on try again. I'll go Odegaard. My differential is Odegaard. We haven't picked him, which I it's funny because I thought we had, but we haven't. Odegaard. He is under. I checked. Yep. yep. I've gone Odegaard. It would have been Martinelli, but I c I don't wanna I don't wanna risk him not starting. I don't think he'll start now. Yeah, I think Odegaard, especially in the home games, has been quite decent, uh, certainly. Uh, although I say that, I say that, I have to take that back. He scored uh, three in the last four, two away from home, one against United, one against Everton, and then one against the Saints at home. It's just general form recently has been good. Um, so coming up against a Leeds team that's just got hammered, I don't think Leeds will be anywhere near as bad as they were at the City, but uh, I expect Arsenal to bag a couple in this one. And so I rate the Odegaard pick. I was going to pick him for the Uh, but it didn't end up happening because I changed to Sancho and lost about five points. But yeah, I guess you're going to go. Yeah. Well, you've been talking this man up for a few weeks. I'm guessing you're going Tierney. I'm not going Tierney, no. Oh, (laughs) never mind. I think in an away game, there's there's still a decent chance that um, Leeds bag a goal. Arsenal are more consistent and reliable at home. So I'm going to go with um, Matty Target. Oh, right. We've spoken about him quite highly in this episode and certainly haven't chosen him before. He's playing in a great team, as I mentioned earlier, in a very good fixture. I think Burnley aren't scoring too many goals. Their strikers are out of form. And I really like the way the fullbacks played in that Norwich game for Villa. So Target's a, a good pick. I'm out for at least a six-pointer in this one. Yep, no, fair enough. Yep, Corne looks to be injured as well again. So, yep, no, I rate that. Cash and target two weeks in a row. Very nice. Uh, so, there's the differential for this week. We're not going to do a watch list because it's just so unpredictable with mm. the COVID situation. But as we mentioned earlier, the players like Cash Ramsey, KDB, uh, Martinelli, we're, we're going to keep an eye on them. Uh, as we've already mentioned, then we won't go into any depth on any other players. Uh, so we will leave the watch list till probably next week. Uh, and we can move on now to our team preview for Game Week 18, Tom. Yep. Um, so obviously, five games called off. So a lot of people won't have 11 players. If you can build 11 players, then fair enough. Um, I think we got nine players, Demi Chris. We've got eight, but if we make a eight, transfer, yeah. we'll have nine. Yeah, so obviously we've got lots of money in the bank, which we were saving for Wilson to Ronaldo. Um, but I, I think with all these postponements, I think it's hard to plan ahead. Um, so I think we're not set on the transfer, but I think we were considering Buemo to Foden, but we're just not sure if it's worth it. So obviously we're going to want to get Ronaldo back. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, I don't think we're set on the transfer. Um, right. it's hard it will to have to be to decided tomorrow morning or tonight. It's mm. a difficult situation. It's it's quite unprecedented. I don't remember last season being last season being like this with all the late cancellations and having no. only three or four games in the game week. You know, so it, it's difficult to now to navigate this tough time. Um, so we're going to have to think about our strategy more over today, and we'll make a decision. We'll post our team on Instagram. Yep. Yep. Um, and we'll put that we'll put predictions on as well. I will captain Salah though. 
That's for sure. I think you agree. Well, the only other guy we would go is Watkins, but I don't think we should not go Salah in a week where there's going to be such a low score. I think we should keep Salah. We certainly will be staying on Salah. Now, one very exciting um, moment today has just occurred. The cup opponents have been released by FPL. Now, we've got two opponents now. We've got our overall um, cup and we've got our England cup. Now, I've just checked both teams. Uh, Our England cup opponent is sitting at 850k. If you said triple captain on Salah in game week 14, where he pulled with 15 points away at Everton. So he's a, he's a half-decent player. Um, still hasn't played his wild card, actually. Uh, Sin at 850k. It seems looking all right, um, but he's going to struggle quite a lot uh, this game week. I think he's... Uh, the vast, vast majority of his team, Tom, is not going to be playing. About 10 of his uh-huh. players will be playing. Uh, so that's good news. Uh, but he does have the wild card in his back pocket. So, um, yeah, look, exciting times with the cup. I really like what they're doing with the interface as well. I mentioned it on last week's pod. Uh, the big green W uh, on your screen is very nice yeah, to see. Yeah. Um, I like what they're doing. It's great. It's great what they're doing with the cup, in my opinion. And so I'm excited for this game. I mean, it's extremely difficult. And if you go out in one of these weeks where you've got uh, all of the postponements is going to be heartbreaking, really, for someone like us who gets quite into it, Tom. Uh, but, yeah. you know, you've got to deal with it as they come. <laughs> and yeah, hopefully we can carry on moving forward. But the most important thing is the green arrow in FPL. And with eight players in our team, I think there's a half-decent chance that we pull out a green arrow. We've got the, the main teams, Liverpool, Chelsea and City covered. And Watkins the main man. So if we bring Foden in, he's maybe as well another captaincy option. But I think going away from the template is very risky in a week like this. It doesn't seem to be worth it. Yeah. So interesting. I've just seen my cup opponent for the England Cup. He has more pay and Trossard and he's still active. <laughs> what? Wow. You... And he's not a Brighton fan. <laughs> that is a that is a very interesting um, uh, team. Uh, Deb Kummer, if you're listening, make sure to keep Captain Morpay and Vice Trossard this week. That is another thing to mention though, make sure your vice is on a player from a different game. It's just general uh, management, it's just sensible. There is still a chance games get postponed. As we've seen, they can get postponed in the morning, even the afternoon of the game, which is absolutely and utterly ridiculous, but Mm. it's still a possibility. So make sure your vice is on a player from another game. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm still undecided what I'm going to do on my team. Um, anything with your team? Uh, my team, I've got eight players currently. I'm tempted to change my keeper with Guay to possibly out, but at the same time, probably not worth it. I'm considering getting Dennis out. If AFCON's off and he misses Newcastle and Norwich and his fixtures in the next three, like Palace, now that's been postponed. He has Wolves, Tottenham and West Ham, which isn't great. Uh, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I might be getting rid. I'm not sure. Uh, partly because I'd get in someone who does play this week. But uh, the strikers, as you mentioned, that there's just a real lack of great striking options at the moment. So I'd look to the midfield and I don't know who I want to get rid of. So uh, I'm not sure of my team, but I am sitting at 75k in the world. The highest I've been all season, so I'm buzzing with that. Five green arrows on the trot and I'm moving up, Tom. I'm, I'm sitting in fourth in the FPL Apprentice League as well, only three points behind third. Soon we'll be mentioning my name on the FPL Apprentice little section in the pod. 
um, catching up with the guy on first. You know, it's looking good. Yeah, I mean, with this week's uh, both milestone for us, I entered the top one mil for the first time and you entered the top 100k. So that is what you love to see. Um, but yeah, no, let's hope we both uh, keep up. I'll be joining you up there soon. Don't you worry. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, and that predictions? Pretty much, pretty much wraps us up because we have got to do predictions. Five Aston games. versus Burnley, Tom. Great, five games. That's that's lovely, isn't it? 2-0 uh, Villa. Yeah, I've got my 2-0 as well. Just to mention, Tom, you beat me by another three points last game. Yep. Of course. Thanks to the 1-0 Wolves, I'm guessing. Yeah, exactly. Um... Leeds, I'm going to go 2-0 as well. Leeds versus Arsenal. 3-1 or Arsenal. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going to go 2-0 to Arsenal. I think they'll just about come through in this game. Maybe 2-1 actually. 2-1, 2-1. I'm going cool. with 2-1. All right. Next game, Wolves versus Chelsea. 0-0. Nil, nil. <sighs> I need to start going first. It looks really bad on me. I've gone with nil nil as well. I think. No way. No, no, You've I really have. Oh, my yeah. word. All right. I think. Well, as we mentioned, Wolves' defense has been solid, and Chelsea away from home. I don't think they'll be amazing. I think they'll struggle. I can see this being decided by one goal either way. But nil nil, it's definitely on the cards in my opinion. Fair enough. Newcastle versus City. 4-0, C. Yeah, I've gone with 3-0. They're definitely going to win this one. I can't see any other result than a win for C. Yeah. Uh, next game. Final game. Tottenham versus Liverpool. I don't even know Tottenham are going to have available, to be honest. It's the first time I can watch them in about three weeks. I'll probably about 3-1 Liverpool. To be honest, I'm not expecting much with all this COVID outbreak at Spurs. I've gone with two on Liverpool. I think Spurs will still be right. They've got so many games in hand. I think there will be a dark horse this season under Conte. They'll be because they've got all these all these games that they haven't played. Um, we'll get to later on in the season, and they all of a sudden they start playing their the fixtures that they that have been postponed, and they'll be jumping up the table. So I think that I think they actually might end up in the top five or six this season. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Um. But yeah, no, that wraps us up for the uh, for the pod. Another week done. I mean, we're hoping we'll be back next week with uh, previewing uh, the Boxing Day fixtures of 10 games would be nice, but we can't promise anything. One thing we can promise, though, is that we will be back next week. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just hoping that we both get green arrows again this weekend, Chris. It's, it's a hard period, but like we said, if we're getting green arrows, that's fine. We're getting through it. And hopefully we keep getting uh, through in the cup. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I do want to go on a good good cup run. That would be nice. But yeah, no, um, best of luck, everyone. Like like we said, make your transfers late. Check the press conferences. Buy someone from a different game. And uh, don't forget to captain Salah. I'll see you. We'll see you next week. See you next week, guys.